Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. How are you this morning? Doing well, doing well. We're ready to uh, chat more about Fire Emblem Awakening and uh, some dude from New Mystery of the Emblem. So that'll be fun. He's also from Shadow Dragon and the original Mystery of the Emblem. Well, uh, Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, and you know. Cool. I look forward to learning everything about uh, the Earth Dragon King. Medeus. So we're going to talk about him a little later on, but before we do that, we're going to go over the banners. We've got the Weekly Revival 6 and 20 banners running right now. Unlikely Friends going until the 6th of May. Heroes with Dual Skills going to the 5th. New Heroes and Ascended Ishtar going to the 9th. Chivalry... Chivil... Shiv, chivalric? Is that a spelling mistake? Chivalric? Struggle? Chivalry struggle. But uh, we've got the voting gauntlet banners 1 and 2 running right now into the 9th. A season for picnics special hero revival going into the 11th. Mythic heroes Medeus going into the 11th as well. And finally, year 1 through 5 CYL Hero Fest going until the 12th of May. Eddie, how did you do on these uh, on these banners? Uh, well, I did summon on the Medeas banner. I got uh, two uh, Elamine or Elamine and a Micaiah Pity Break along the way to the Spark uh, with a Claude Four Star Boost as well in there. I uh, still weird to realize that he's in the Four Star Boost pool. I did end up sparking for Medeas and went on a little bit to clear out my Pity Rates in hope of a spare Medeas for a Bane slash Boon, uh, but ended up getting another Micaiah. And so. Well, that's not fun. But it's good to hear that you uh, you did you did so you sparked for Medeus so you got him but you were hoping for yeah I was hoping for one but I wasn't dead set on it so I was fine with another Micaiah you know well there you go uh, I didn't do uh, any summoning or well I, I obviously summoned but I don't have anything to report um, I did not uh, pull for Medeus. and uh, yeah right now I'm kind of just uh, holding on to my orbs to see what's next. Yeah. Uh, speaking of what's next, we have some Lance Arts question. Lance Arts quests launching on the third this week, followed by the chivalric struggle, which chivalric is the adjective form of chivalry. Ah, look that up while you were talking. <laughs> while I was struggling, uh, that, that voting gauntlet on the fourth. Yep. Uh, on the fifth brings us the new leaf in Altena bound hero battle, along with a banner for it as well as a new round of Summoner Duels are. We get new skills banner from Menace Skills to round out the week on the 6th, giving us a short break of stuff coming out until the new heroes launch on the 10th uh, the following week, which is the end of the calendar. So we may or may not have a new calendar, but we'll have at least a preview of new heroes to talk about. Good stuff, good stuff. And uh, running right now, uh, speaking of May 10th, there's a next version update launching around May 10th, which is going to be version 6.5. Uh, you know, the it's a fairly typical banner, uh, sorry, uh, version update where you've got your weapon refinery update. Uh, getting new skills and refines is Thea. 
just getting new refines is Garneth, Idun, Picnic Felicia, Caden, and Duma. Um, we've got combat manuals uh, being added as well. For the five star, you've got Groom Pent and Groom Raphael. For four star, you got Benny, Ninja, Shamir, Barst, Soth, and Nana. Looking at the arena, uh, arena is going to be getting a similar minor update that uh, Arena Assault got, where we're going to be getting the uh, tactical retreat feature, which lets you continue a win chain when you lose a match without affecting your your uh, chain or score, which can be performed up to two times. Now. I thought that was already in there. Now that I'm kind of thinking about it, I thought Arena already had the tactical retreat. But I might be uh, thinking of Ether Raids. Apparently not. Yeah, Ether Raids, I believe, had tactical retreat, or uh, it has the ladder that gives you tactical retreats up to the level of the item, the escape ladder. Huh. But last month they added it to Arena Assault, where you wouldn't break a chain. They call it a tactical retreat, but it's really just, you know, uh, chain protection for up to two times so i guess we'll see it's weird for some reason i'm just i'm thinking yeah anyways it's all good uh there's going to be some new additions to summoner's duels uh if you're a summoner's duel fan i i recommend you check that out uh in the notes there's it i i've yet to try that mode i feel terrible but it's kind of the first time that i've kind of skipped a mode but th- this is a nice feature for those who play it because you'll be reminded of what the uh, opponent's teams have on them when picking what you have left. So you have a you can react better to you know what you're facing. So yeah, but. Uh, yes, that's really good too. Um, the mythic hero is going to be getting an update. Duma is going to be getting a, a remix. He's going to be the featured remix. Now, we, are, we usually go over this uh, when when it launches. Is that correct? Yes. We usually discuss the actual details of the updates to the, uh, mythic, the mythic or Legendary Heroes when they have their remix banner. Well, there you go. Uh, so on that note, uh, we will come back to that. But the skills are in there. It's got a new... He's got an upgraded... I'm assuming an upgraded A skill and a, uh, a new C skill, looks like. So check that out. Rest of it's the normal stuff, new memento for Nick Surrounded Heroes Journeys, Ether Raids upgrades, as for Mjolnir Strikes, uh, Luthier and Salem coming to Heroic Grails, and apparently some desert maps will have their graphics updated and improved. Yeah. New desert graphics. Not desert graphics. Desert graphics. So, don't get your hope. I was certainly hoping that we were getting, like, that cake map back so i guess that's not the case no probably not (laughs) well what do we well that's that so that's the version update that will be launching as we said on may 10th um you can check out the patch notes we'll have a link in the show notes that you can go and check out to to see more details but uh, the main show tonight is the mythic hero medeus on the banner, on the red orb, you've got Altina, Mirabilis, and Flavia. On the blue orb, you've got Legendary Julia, Legendary Dimitri, and Ascended Adune. On the green orb, you've got Hell, Oter, and Thor. And finally, on the colorless orb, you've got Legendary Micaiah and Elamine. So if you're summoning, those are the characters that you are going to get, hopefully alongside the new character, Medeus. 
Yes, the new character, Medeus, the Earth Dragon King. The King of the Dragon Nation, sealed away before coming back to threaten Marth, joins heroes as a colorless dragon infantry shadow mythic unit. He wields shadow breath with, uh, on top of the usual dragon stone, uh, which, on top of the usual dragon stone effects, grants him attack plus three. Also grants him and allies within two spaces of him at the start of the turn. Uh, attack resistance plus six and on guard for one turn. Plus it, uh, the breath weapon also debuffs foes by attack res minus six and prevents him from doing follow-up attacks during combat if either he initiates combat or they have 75% or more health at the start of the combat. Um, on guard is a keyword, new keyword that, I think it's a new keyword, I don't recall seeing it before, that prevents out-of-combat damage other than AoE specials. His mythic skill is Assured Rebirth, which if his res is greater than his foe's resistance, he makes a guaranteed follow-up attack. Also, it reduces damage from combat and AoE specials uh, by a percentage determined by the number of staff or Dragonstone allies within three spaces times 20. And if his res is greater than his foe's res, it also adds the difference between those stats times 4 up to 40%, or a total of 60% from both sources. So if he has three allies within, uh, three Dragonstone or staff allies within three spaces of him, he doesn't need to worry about uh, the stat difference, although I'm sure he would prefer to have the higher resistance for the guaranteed follow-up attack. He also has a new skill called Canto Control, which gives a uh, foe within four spaces the Canto, Canto Control keyword if they trigger Canto in that range. Canto Control limits the amount of distance a unit can use when they trigger Canto through their next action. If the range equals one, they can move one space. Otherwise, if it equals two, uh, the round ends when, or the turn ends when it uh, when Canto triggers. He also comes with Glacies and Defense as Ideal. So, it's coming to mess with your Kanto. Yeah. No running away from him. Interesting. So is this the first sort of Kanto control skill that we've we've seen here added in the game? Uh, as far as I know, yeah. Huh. Interesting. And I mean, it feels like it's going to be, you know, uh, this is the only version of Kanto Control, unless they put in a Tier 4 version. Um, they might, you know, add something that combines Kanto Control or something else, but, yeah. Hmm. Seeing as this one doesn't do any debuffs to skills or any or stats or anything, it you can't really change much other than giving a weakened version that, which I don't know how you could do that, because it's a keyword that it does. So, I mean, you could you could give stat debuffs and then put a uh, conditional canter control for additional versions of the skill. Yeah. Well, no, it's really interesting that they've, uh, you know, we've gotten so used to them having to our characters having canto. And now of course they're going to add a skill that, that limits or, or um, takes care of it. I really love the canter skill. Yeah. Counters it. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. This is, uh, this is interesting. I, I don't necessarily want to go out and get this character because uh, I love Kanto and I'm. I, I yeah, and I'm not sure exactly. Well, it's only enemies who use Kanto near him, so allies don't get affected theoretically. Yeah, but, um, I wonder where is Kanto? Like Kanto is amazing for, you know, PVE content to be able to go in, take the, do the hit, and, and run back. 
I assume it's big in arena. I feel like I haven't really exited like the auto battle mode when I when I play this game. So Kanto just kind of happens. But I wonder, like, is Kanto being used a lot in the meta of, of arena or PVP? Like maybe this is a, this is probably a, this feels like a big deal. Yeah, maybe it's being used heavily in you know those modes or in um, uh, ether raids or something, and they want him to. I mean, because him being a mythic, he has is uniquely skilled to help out in ether raids, so maybe that's part of it. Uh, but I honestly don't know because I don't really look at the meta of those things. So yeah, but he's gonna hinder it if you are facing up against him. So yeah. Well, that's really cool. So, I mean, if you are looking out for someone to crush uh, the many dreams of, of all the Kanto users out there, Medeus is uh, is the mythic hero well, to get. Now, looking at it, I'm wondering if he doesn't affect certain Kanto units uh, because it doesn't seem to have anything for, like, units like um, Reagan, who always has three spaces of Kanto movement. So, well, we'll see how it works and what happens there. So. Uh, but as usual, these units are going to be eventually returning. In July, we have Medeus, Oter, and Dimitri returning. In August, we have Thor returning. Uh, there was also a n- bunch of units that were moved from September to August. Uh, but after looking into it, those were um, remixed units. So I haven't really been keeping track of those. So I didn't put them up here. Uh, but if you go check the notes or in-game, you can see what remix units are shifting around a bit it's in september julia uh is returning october alamine or elamine uh and mirabilis are returning in november micaiah and hell are returning and then we go way out to distance with january 2023 altina is coming back and that at that time wow so a good uh we're we're already looking <laughs> we're already looking to january of next year uh, all right, all right, game. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those are actual remix moves, but I don't know the exact order of who's next up on the remix chopping block. So, yeah, I mean, Altina's so far out. Part of me thinks that she might be a remix move, but could be wrong. We shall see. Well, you know what? Yeah. That is going to cap off our Fey content. But don't fret, we've got the Outrealm Gate coming out next as we talk about Fire Emblem Awakening. We continue our game club for Fire Emblem Awakening with three chapters this week. Kicking things off with Chapter 10, Renewal. Emeryn's death devastates Krom, but Robin offers words of support. They depart for Plagia to settle matters with King Gengrel once and for all. The boss for this map is Mustafa, who is a Plagian general that witnessed the death of Emerin. He acknowledges that anyone that heard her words would find it difficult to defend Plagia's senseless war. We do see this a bit as the map proceeds with the soldiers stating that they are unable to fight, but do so after Mustafa says anyone that wants to leave can. Uh, I, th- I believe the idea is that uh, he doesn't want to abandon his general, and that's what he will fight for, basically. Yes, he's saying, like, I can't force you to fight for the cause that Gangrel wants you to fight for, so if you wish to leave, go ahead. He's like, oh, no, I'll stay for you instead. Yeah. Finishing the fight concludes Mustafa's short run in the game, but highlights that not all Plagueians agree with the war. So it it really felt like that moment where that soldier was saying, I can't fight, 
and you saw a bit of that classic like well if you're not going to fight we have to you're a deserter and you're to be executed um we do see that not all generals in this war on the plagian side are are evil you know um but yeah it he he still passes away he still dies at the end of it all um it's still part of the map although in part of his death thing and i don't know i didn't look at the uh the instructions on the map whether it was just kill the general or kill the leader, or kill, rout the enemy. But he's like, spare my men. So, this is thoughts. Why is yeah. he dying? So. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those maps. Uh, the, I think there's some thieves that, that show up. I didn't include it in the in the rundown, but there are thieves on the map. I don't think they steal anything, but they have things in their inventory that are, from a lore perspective, stolen. My understanding, and none of the thieves got anywhere near far into it, um, and Mustafa comments on them, uh, that they snuck into this battleground. Uh, apparently it's a, been a battleground in the past to steal stuff while everyone's fighting. My guess is if they reach a certain point, they leave the map, and you don't get the item that they were holding. Uh, none of the ones I saw got anywhere near, but there were a couple that were within range of my units and just ran around. Yeah, I think I I think I lost two of them. I was a bit slow on the on the uptake, but uh, so yeah, a couple of them slipped off the map for you. Yeah, um, okay. I don't know what I missed, but uh, I wasn't too terribly worried about it. But you could have seen what you missed. Oh, that's they, true. <laughs> that's I could have before looked. you missed it. <laughs> yeah, I think I missed them by just a little bit. They were like just off the map. So yep. So. Yeah, I got to all mine, but uh, we then progress on to Mad King Gangrel, Chapter Eleven. The chase of Gangrel continues, and he is cornered here, but it is certain, but it is certain that he will win. But just before the battle, many of his troops abandon him due to Emmerin's sac- sacrifice. Olivia joins at the start of the chapter, giving us a dancer unit, and you fight your way down the map, ending in defeating Gangrel himself and ending the war. After the battle is over, Crom proposes to the strongest female support he has uh, that he can get to S-rank if he has not already reached S-rank with someone else, or the other unit is not already married. Uh, and we get a cutscene for the end of the war with Plea, who is forced to pay reparations to Ulysse and Regna Frock, since they have a lot more money, uh, apparently, stored up, so... Yeah, this this so I had some trouble with this map, um, not with the gameplay, but with the fact that at the end, it uh, from a lore perspective, it for and a story perspective, it forces um, Crom to be married uh, at the end of the battle. Um, and I and I know you you covered that you covered that in your 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 uh, your writeout. And for me, be, and the reason I'm bringing it up again as being kind of like story forced is i i thought i had more time to kind of like set someone up with crom um my my goal was to uh pair off uh crom and sumia um but i ended up being surprised to see that uh crom and robin were paired together in my playthrough um i shouldn't have been surprised because crom and robin were pretty much you know paired across all the maps as they were sort of positioned on the map and they just happened to be together a lot and they had hit an A rank. So again, if I kind of, and, and Eddie did warn me about this, he did say like, Oh, um, 
there is like a, a, a story spot where Crom has to marry, of course, because Lucina needs to exist. I'll admit that, you know, I thought we had long, more time because, uh, you know, it seems that the fan base has there's a lot of Crom Olivia fans, uh, you know, and the only way that happens if either Crom was never near another female unit other than Lissa and one or two others before this or all of the other potential units. I think you had a list of possible uh, moms for, uh, as you put it, Lucinda. Uh, Robin, Sumia, Sully, Maribel, or Olivia are the possible options. So if you've married off Robin, Sumia, Sully, and Maribel before you get to this chapter. So yeah, but he did marry Sumia for me. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I, uh, I guess there's also like, there's also a path and you might've said this and I missed it. Um, there's a path where like, if he has no support points or very little support points, he, he can just marry like a mysterious village person. No, that was an option. I was, I guess if you get Olivia killed in this map, if you're playing on, uh, classic, I guess they would still need someone. I kind of figured Olivia was put here to have someone who's guaranteed to marry off to Crom. Because if, um, you know, you married off Robin, Sumia, Sully, and Maribel, uh, you know, the easiest way to get Olivia and Crom married is like that. But if Olivia dies in this map, then she would not be around. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah, like, by default, if you lose... I mean, I guess you can, you know canonically can't lose Robin, but every other character listed could die and be gone. Again, it came as a surprise to me, but then as I as it was happening before my eyes, I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense. So I don't know who I'm gonna pair Sumia with. Um, I haven't really got that far yet, but I honestly don't have anybody else married in the game. I know um, I know you have a couple of folks uh, already paired off, but really, yeah. really only. One pair other than Rock, Crom, and uh, Sumia for me is that Dralfir or, you know, Robin and Lissa. So, yeah. Those yeah. are the only marriages I have so far. And no one has any opinions on who I should marry other people off to, so I'll pick them off randomly or whatever. There you go. Yeah, I uh, I have to, I, I have some pairings in my head um, that we could, we could go over right now. We can talk about, uh, I think like, so, uh, you know, I said that and then I my brain completely blanked on who I was going to be pairing. So that's great. Um, if I could even think of one to salvage this this brain bump. I, I have thoughts pop into my head and out of my head and, you know, they, they stay, they don't stay. I mean, it's hard to really pick them <laughs> out because one minute it seems like, oh, put, you know, uh, Maribel with uh, Donald. That would drive her crazy. The. You know, she is so, I had got her C rank with Robin, and she is so stuck up putting her with this, you know, lowest of the lowborn, yokel from a backwoods village who, you know, apparently can read, but doesn't know any basic, you know, subjects. Because uh, I got also got Don, Donald's and Muriel's C rank, where he's asking her to teach him, you know, just basic subjects subjects you know i think uh oh that reminds me okay so i I have kellum and um the the mage what's the mage's name the like muriel yeah 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 no yeah yeah muriel so muriel and kellum um i paired them because like at first muriel's like oh uh 
you disappear. That's so fascinating. I need to study this. And I guess like as it progresses, um, she's like, okay, I'm going to hold your hand and I want you to, I want you to walk away and and I'm going to see if you disappear. And it's this basically her trying to understand why he, he always sinks into the background. So I thought that was quite fun. That's the only one I could, I could, I, I, I will come prepared next week. I'm starting to think I might go ahead and put Vike with uh, Maribel. I think Vike would drive her more crazy than Donald would. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, like uh, the last chapter here, uh, the Sea Comers chapter 12. Two years after defeating the Mad King Gangrel, Krom has married and has a daughter, Lucina. Not Lucinda, as I uh, mistyped in the notes above. Upon learning the Valmese Empire will invade from Viren, uh, who is a duke. We, we discovered that. Newcomer uh, Shersh, which uh, I love her. She's awesome. She rides uh, her wyvern's name is Minerva, which is a shadow dragon callback. Uh, Krom departs for Ferox. The Valmese have amassed uh, a massive strike force to conquer the continent and force martial law. Ooh. Uh, do, 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 do. At Port Ferox, Krom's men and the Feroxi barely repel the fierce Valmy's attack. In need of ships to drive Valm off, they turn to an unlikely ally for help. That unlikely ally is indeed Plegia, which Krom is not too fond of this idea. Robin and company convince Krom that it is the only way, which leads Krom to wonder aloud if the new king is more understanding than the last. So uh, we get the time jump, the two-year time jump. Um, I honestly forgot about that. I forgot that they had a time jump in this game. Yeah, I knew we had a time jump. I knew it happened once we killed Gangrel. I just didn't realize we would kill Gangrel in Chapter 11. I thought we would, didn't kill him to like, 12 or 13. But Yeah. You know. It's interesting. Like, I... I don't really remember a lot about this portion of the, this like transition portion of the game. I remember a lot about the first 12 cha- or the first 10 chapters. I, I remember a lot about the last five or six chapters, but this like transition period, I, I don't really remember a lot about it. So it was a nice, um, it was a nice return to, to kind of experience it again, which felt fresh. Um, and I, I do remember Virian being like a secret Duke, um, which explains sort of his demeanor uh, around other, just the way he he presents himself. You know, very very fancy. He comes off as a encouragable ladies man initially, but he does cert- have a certain you know nobility to him, which could easily be written off as his ladies man behavior. But you know, he thinks the ladies man has to be act noble, but no, no, he has the actual nobility behind it. Yeah, and we get Cherish, who uh, is our first wyvern runner in or rider in the game. Unless you second sealed someone into a wyvern rider. That's true. Um, and that's a good transition because uh, let's talk about upgrades. I did my first upgrade. Um, Lisa hit level 20 pretty quick because she's been my main healer, just healing everybody constantly. Uh, and I upgraded her to a war cleric using the master seal, uh, one of the master seals that we've gotten so far. And uh, I know you have been doing a lot of upgrading, and you've probably upgraded Lissa four or five times since then. But se- se- second sealed her until she'd gotten through all the skills from her base classes, and then upgraded her to Falcon Knight. So nice! Wow. 
So what does Falcon Knight give her? Does that does that keep her staves or? Yes. Uh, essentially, she has three base classes: uh, her cleric, her uh, as a troubadour, and her as a Pegasus Knight. Pegasus Pegasus Knight loses the stave or the yes yeah, staves, uh, but when uh, Pegasus Knight upgrades to a Falcon Knight over I forget what the other version is. Uh, they get staves. I believe um, Pegasus Knight is, or, or Falcon Knight is a upgrade path either for Troubadour or Cleric itself. Uh, you'd be able to tell me if it's for Cleric, but I believe Troubadour can go into a Falcon Knight because there are like two different classes that can make into a certain other cla- upgraded classes, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I haven't dabbled with the second seal stuff. Um it it's interesting don't get me wrong but I, I don't know like it is it is it's a way to technically allow any character to be any class right is that essentially it not not any class not any class uh robin can be any class as can robin's kids um i don't know if a wayne gets the expanded pool that robin has but it uh for me a wayne i don't know if lucina has the expanded pool for you uh but morgan definitely has the same expanded pool as uh, Robin, uh, but um, everyone else has three classes they can be choose between for base classes and then the appropriate, uh, you know, advanced classes of those three. Uh, and usually the three classes will kind of share a class along there. Uh, so like, uh, I don't know what you saw when you leveled Lissa up, but like. You know, Lissa could upgrade to a War Cleric or a Falcon Knight, maybe. I don't remember for sure if that is it. Or maybe a Troubadour can level up into a Falcon Knight and something else. I think it was... Uh, so, for for me with Lissa, it was a War Cleric, which I chose, and then it was a War Mage. So, okay. uh, the idea being I kind of wanted to give her the axe that Axes she has. Uh, and the Warriors? Yeah. So, that's why I went with that. So, she's... she's um. She's doing quite well. She is technically the most advanced um, unit so, I have right now. So, so a troubadour could probably level up into like a war cleric or a war mage and a falcon knight, and then a pegasus knight can level up into a falcon knight or a uh, you know something else. I, that's my understanding of how it works. So, uh, you would have like four or five um, upgraded classes if you use the second seal on someone. So, okay. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I've been kind of trying to push uh, some. Uh, I actually have started in what we're doing for next week to try and push to the point where I can just buy second seals from a random shop, uh, so I can get everyone else churning on their second seals. Sweet. Well, that's really good. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to check in next week as we continue our game club. Uh, the idea is we will move towards chapter 16. So we'll play chapters 13, 14, and 15. Uh, Eddie tells me there is at least one child paralogue that we're going to be playing through, which is uh, Lucina, as you said, right? Depends on who you get married. Um, Lucina doesn't have a paralogue. Oh. Uh, but like I said, I started into the what we're playing. So I played through chapter 13, and Lucina joins uh, at the end of that. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. And then once Lucina joins, the other children, child paralogs, if you have them married off, appear. Since I have Robin, Lissa, 
Krom and Sumia all married. Uh, Sumia's child paralogue has popped up on my map, as has Lissa's child paralogue and Robin's child paralogue. So uh, as soon as you hit chapter 13, you should get uh, Robin's child paralogue right okay. away. Oh, okay. Yeah. So by that yeah. logic, if we're looking to, um, at least early on, do uh, chapters that we were both playing, it sounds like we'll do chapters 13, 14, 15, and Robin's child paralogue. So Yeah, Morgan's paralogue. So there you go. So those are the chapters for next week. Now, I will note that of the children paralogs that I've uh, had pop up on my map, two of them are not accessible mm. from where we are. Um, so if one of those is actually Morgan's, and I'm wrong about which one's Morgan's, we may not do Mar- Morgan's next week. But if Morgan's child paralog is where I suspect it is, we should be able to do it before next week. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, so if anything changes, certainly uh, we will announce it in the Discord. So uh, if you're playing alongside, that's what we're going to be doing and discussing next week. And that is going to do it for our episode this week. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at rmurphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net or go to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.